East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I obviously am Les, and this is my co-host. Mario Kiki, I love that you say obviously I'm Leslie, but you know... (laughs) Listen, sometimes people listen to this and they're like, is that Mario or Leslie talking because of my ma'am voice? No. Well, Les could be a man also. Oh, well, there you go. If my name was Lester. (laughs) You could be my man, Leslie. How are you? How was your week? I'm good. My week was good. Uh, I just played tennis in the disgusting heat and the sun wasn't even out today. It was cloudy, but it is so muggy here. Oh, bad, bad, bad raining a lot which is usually better for us when it rains a lot all summer because then we don't like if it's dry there's more chance I feel like of getting a bad hurricane I, that's not like that's just my opinion no weatherman like Al Roker did not tell me this but uh, that's how I you're feel. like my research I've never experienced a hurricane obviously I live in the west coast but it right. looks terrifying looks completely terrifying fun. I don't like when it's, I mean, if it rains in California, we freak out. We start. I know California can't deal with the rain. We can't deal with the rain. We can't deal (laughs) with, but then it was fascinating to me how everybody in New York was terrified of the smoke, rightfully so earlier this year, but Uh I looked at it and I was just, I'm so numb to it that I was like, oh, well, yeah, we get, we have like summer is our fire fire season. So it's like, well, I remember. Is it drier in the summer there? It's just really dry um, and it's really hot. And then we have a lot of forest and wilderness. And so apparently what happens is, um, and I could be completely wrong, but what I've been told in conjecture is that like, you know how there's like electricity towers and stuff in the forest. Mm -hmm. Like that's how like sparks fly. Oh yeah. And then it just starts. Yeah. It starts. There's been one year, one year it was a gender reveal and somebody's like oh i remember that oh my god and i'm like i'm like first of all y'all are having a kid that's sad enough but the fact that you're gonna ruin our lives now with your freaking i know but um no but yeah it's it's gonna be triple digit weather this weekend i know i'm going to an outdoor wedding tomorrow (laughs) awesome outdoor wedding and i i mean shout out to the bride because she I she was my best friend for a little bit in high school but um I wanted to text her but I don't want to ruin her day by being like no really hot what are the plans for you know because I'm I hate the heat but I have like a portable fan but what it's giving me anxiety is that Mm -hmm. the the invitation says you know formal attire requested or something and I'm like it's oh, 107 degrees like what the hell am I supposed to wear Yeah, and men like having to wear like a suit to that I know I feel like wearing a skirt I'm like you know what it's 2023 <laughs> wear a dress. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> right, wear a, exactly. a floral dress and I'll show like up a in a nice white... sleeveless right I'll show up in a white gown and get kicked out and be like sorry so it's a I... whole thing outside or just a ceremony it says it says it's like a golf course, so I'm hoping that there's air conditioning in oh, the building God, somewhere. So yeah, I'm like, oh my God! But you know, I'm selfishly thinking about me because I'm like, oh my God, this wedding is 107, and I was I was excited, or I'm still excited. But of when course, I checked, when I checked the weather last, you know, last weekend up here it was like 75, 80. Right, you were saying it was so nice, and now it's like I'm like, oh good lord, like, and so my friend was like, well, hopefully you're able to 
beat the heat. And I'm like, yeah, I can beat it by not going. So yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm going to go. It's going to be fun. Today's my dad's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Mario's happy birthday. dad. Happy birthday to my father. So I'm going to go to my mom's house later and she's going to make us quesadillas and all the bad stuff we're not supposed to be eating. Yeah. But um, I used to always joke to my dad and be like, Oh, your birthday's on Pride Month. How exciting. Just by a day. But yeah, Pride Month. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, very nice. That, and then I have the wedding and then 4th of July. It's just this year has flown by in like a blink of an eye. Haven't I know. And the summer is going very quick, too. I know. And I actually made plans this summer. Like I'm going to go see friends and stuff. But I, nice. I think the pandemic really just made me not get out the house but I'm trying to get out the house more I'm really trying to get out the house more I'll try to see my siblings more too just because okay. my brothers are old are older and haggard and I'm, <laughs> I, I'm the haggard. gorgeous one I'm the gorgeous <laughs> one of the family so I'm like let me go humble myself and be like let me go do some charity <laughs> no but, uh, that was just a stupid segue <laughs> into Kyle and Kathy's relationships mm-hmm. speaking of charity work I don't know who's doing the charity work here but um, I was actually thrilled that Kyle confirmed that her sister Kathy has apologized to her. Good. And it was beautiful. She said Kathy was seen, or Kathy was seen saying, I'm sorry to Kyle in a video shared to Ferris Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Kat, they went on Instagram live. I did not catch this live. Me neither. Um, I tried to look for it, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. Kathy said, We have a little secret. And Kyle's like, Well, what's the secret? Kim mm-hmm. and they look around looking for Kim. Kim's always lost. I love that OG Kim is just always lost. She's just I always know. <laughs> somewhere else where she's not supposed to be. Yep. Um, but Kathy just said it's gonna go over really well. It's a secret, but we don't want to say what the secret is. And so um Kat or Kyle elaborated on her apology. She said that they went back to Kimosabi, which is where the feud started. Right, last the hat year. store. Right. Oh, good lord. I'm like, y'all went back, y'all are brave um but she said that Kathy came in apologized to her that it wasn't her fault and that really mm-hmm. meant a lot to Kyle she said they kind of just laughed it off because people were watching them and filming them with their phones but it, she said it still meant a lot to them right. I don't know who the hell was watching them and filming them because that feels awkward but that's I know I'm just like okay is it family are they trying to document this I know it seems <laughs> weird I mean I I know she's not gonna be on the show anymore and so like they can't do it on camera but they're still doing it on camera well what I'm now theorizing because this is how my brain works is yeah. I think I think they're just gonna film some pickup scenes now that they made up and Kathy is gonna film just with Kyle maybe um maybe that's their secret she'll get some sister scenes or something that's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna do, like guess I don't okay have, hopefully I don't have any facts to back this up but that's just what I do so um, we shall we'll see. see we shall see I do love uh that they made up because you know siblings have to make it work if they can you know what I'm saying right so um Agreed. did you see now potomac's filming currently okay and so they're going to be back in the fall i believe but since since they're filming and they're they robin and giselle god bless they, the green eyed bandits still have a podcast that they have to you know go on and do just like we right shout, shout out to our colleagues right exactly <laughs> <laughs> our and peers so, so because they are our peers on some level mm-hmm. um but they don't, apparently they weren't caught up with Scandaval. So yes, we're still regurgitating Scandaval, but I loved the shady post 
or the shady commentary. Yeah. Giselle, she said she didn't. Giselle said she didn't watch many episodes until Scandal hit the headlines. Mm-hmm. But she did go back and do her research and watch a few early seasons. Now, Giselle's a Virgo. That's some shit I would do. I'm like, okay, Virgo. Oh, of course. Gather our natural investigators. <laughs> and according to Giselle, that's when she discovered that Ariana was, quote, the chick on the side. While right. Tom was in a relationship with Kristen. And she said Sandoval was actually dating Kristen, cheating on her with Ariana. Mm-hmm. And so Giselle said that at one point in one of the reunions, Kristen was crying because they hooked up. Right. And then Giselle said, it's kind of like how you get them is how you lose them. So Ariana, why are you mad? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> to some extent, I don't disagree with the first part of that, but why are you mad? Okay. I think she has a right to be mad. So exactly. Like feelings are still feelings. Especially, so, yeah. Well, Giselle and Robin then clarified where they're not excusing the affair at all, but she said with the added context, they added that it wasn't as shocking as they thought it was going to be. Um, Robin. But what wasn't shocking about it for them? It was her best friend, one of her best friends. That is shocking. Can you imagine if Giselle was having something with Juan? Like, mm. like that wouldn't be shocking? Exactly. First of all, I wouldn't blame Giselle because Juan is delicious. Yes. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but Robin said, which is rich coming from Robin, men are dirty dogs. <laughs> she would know. And I'm like, girl, how many leashes do you have hanging in your kitchen then? Because I you have mean... one dog that will not. But yeah. um, Robin then said a good theory. She said, my theory is that he would have cheated anyway, but he chose right. Raquel because he was confident that she'd keep the secret. Right. Said, my theory is that he just went for Raquel because he can't go get it from some random chick because he trusted Raquel to not say anything. Right. That's so, that's a good point. And I know we said this before that her issue was more with Raquel because she was actually the best friend and right. Sandoval had a history of cheating. So that's the disappointing part. And and this isn't like we're not anti-female, like Heather DeBrow said this week, which no. rubbed me the wrong, which rubbed me the wrong way about her saying that we'll get there. But um it's not like some anti-female thing it's just Mm -mm. I think we said that too we're like well damn like Tom has shown us but now it was just a good delayed perspective from the bandits because you know they're late because they're filming they're working so I'm curious I want to see at BravoCon I need Andy to do squash that beef and oh my god I need Ariana down there and I need Giselle and Robin across from her and Andy's going to be mm-hmm. like on your podcast. You said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that'll be a good one. I'm already excited DM to, get it to him. I <laughs> should be like, I'm going to tweet him and be like, here are some squash the beef headlines in case you forget from here to November, because right. we are just going We're to happy to do your research for you. Andy. We're happy to help. Um, segueing into a more sadder part here, or oh, darker, a little darker. Yeah. Um, Troy Bierman has been sued uh, for fifty-two thousand dollars over casino debt after he accused his estranged wife, the one Kim Zolciak from Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, of her gambling addiction. And now, yes, he's being sued again. It's some unpaid gambling debt. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he had a line of credit that was given to him to gamble while visiting the casino i didn't even this is how un out of touch i am with uh money because okay or with being rich i didn't know casinos gave you credit lines like oh yeah oh yeah i'm like 
Uh-huh. What? He was giving $100,000 at the casino in the Bahamas in 2021, according mm-hmm. to Radio Online. Okay. And now he owes them $52,000, and they have unsuccessfully tried to get in touch with him to recoup their money, so that's why they're suing him. I what, was like, Does it say what casino it was? Was it Atlantis? No, I was going to give you the name because I know you're familiar with yeah. the Bahamas. Um, it's the Bahamara. Bahamar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they don't play around in any casino, first of all, and especially oh, in the Bahamas. Sure, sure. But yes, I remember my dad used to get lines of credit there. My dad was like a big gambler. And I have a friend whose husband gambles a lot. And then he gets like really good prices on like rooms and whatever, okay. like $300 a night on a room that's normally like 12 something because they want him to gamble his money there and not pay for the room. Like they don't care if you're spending money doing other things. They want all that money in the casino. That's scary when you're like, mm-hmm. have a gam- when you have a gambling of problem, course. that's when it's scary. Like, I'm not a big gambler. Like, I gamble in other ways. Like, you know, um, <laughs> I go to work every day. Right, exactly. I leave the house. <laughs> that's a gamble enough for my ass. I have children. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's oh, my gamble. That's your gamble. And mm-hmm. I hope you're going to. Listen, I hope you get a return on your investment because my mother had four of us and two out of four, that's 50%. So we're, two of us are good. (laughs) The other two question marks, depending on the day, but no, it just, so that's why I wanted to even talk about this part because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I had no idea casinos did that shit. And so, you know, it's just, it was an ironic lawsuit because he's the one claiming that Kim has a gambling problem, which she Mm -hmm. probably does. I don't know, but I don't know. Maybe she he took it out for her. Who knows? Probably but... that's probably what happened. Because I don't see him as a like a gambling. No, she, she loved it, and I yeah. didn't. I don't even think we saw her doing that much gambling on the show. But it's just interesting that now. No, maybe like a couple of times, but nothing crazy to the point that we would have thought she had a gambling problem. No, for sure. I one oh one of my friends went to the casino recently, and uh, he was in Vegas, and. This bitch, and I'll just say that with envy, um, <laughs> he had just gotten to the casino and he had like $7 left on his penny machine. I don't know how the penny machines work. They're too animated for me. Um, <laughs> but he sends me a video. He, he hit $11,000 jackpot. Oh my God. On a penny slot? On a penny that is so lucky. slot machine. And I wow. was like, Whoa. Good for him. I replied, can I have $20? And then he mm-hmm. blocked me. So no, I'm just kidding. No, but um, I, I have good luck on the wheel of fortune machine. I like I that one. Go for that. I've only mm-hmm. played, I think there's a new casino that was just opened down the street from my place. And mm-hmm. we all went to check it out. And I, my cousins love to casino. Shout out right. to Marty. Um, But they love to casino. And so they, I, I met with them because it's like a 10 minute drive and I played Wheel of Fortune, and for the first time in my adult life, forever, I won like eight hundred dollars, and I was oh, that's just great. Yeah, you could have sworn I was ready to retire. I was I like, <laughs> oh, look at me, everybody! And then I'm dramatic on purpose at casinos. I'm that obnoxious person that yells on purpose so I can get attention. Right, 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 right. But but when I actually hit that little mini jackpot of eight hundred dollars, I was so quiet. I was like, oh, I don't want nobody to see. <laughs> Right, exactly. They may follow you and rob you. <laughs> exactly. That's where my brain went, child, because I'm like, nope, I am not trying to get meet up in the parking lot. But I like um, to play blackjack too, but I only like to play like I used to sit with my dad and play and he would bankroll me. So that was convenient. That's very convenient. <laughs> I'm intimidated by the tables because um there's always men there and straight men. No, they're mean have... at the table. Not sometimes. only are they mean, not only are they mean. Yeah. 
but I'm so like conditioned to not make straight men uncomfortable with my sexy Aye. eyes. Well, that I'm, I know. Well, that's what I'm trying to do, but they won't right, let me. Exactly. No, no. no, but um, I always think, oh my God, they're going to think this faggot's here. Oh, sorry. Slur. Uh, they're going to think this gay's here. And they're going to think that like, oh, you know, like, oh, get him away. Like, I don't know. I just get that anxiety and I know it's my own issue, but okay. um, that's why they intimidate me. So I think if I win the lottery, I'm going to open like a girl's gaze only casino. So that we, we, <laughs> right. we all feel safe. I'll be there. We feel- <laughs> well, no, I worry at the table too, because if you're sitting in the wrong seat and you don't take a card or you do something, then the dealer hits blackjack and it's your fault because of the seat you're sitting in at the table, which is usually that end seat. I feel like yes. I just, I need to no, be with everybody I, like- I know at a table. That makes me No, happy. for sure. I think when I was like 18, 19, now I just triggered a memory. I went to like a blackjack table and- mm-hmm. I did the black and I I guess because I picked the wrong card according to the man next to me uh-huh. he was like wanting to kill me and I was just like right. oh my that's God. why I'm afraid to go without my husband or my father so yeah but it was just like I'm good but uh so yeah we just went on a whole casino tangent y'all so uh, <laughs> I'll be in the casino away. next week so I'll yeah send I'm like me. stay away from casinos but speaking of lawsuits Joe Gorga, who we miss on our mm-hmm. TV screens all of a sudden. Or I don't know. I, don't, I miss Jersey now. I'm telling you, I Stockholm know. Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. This is how these shows get yep, us to come back some more and more and more. But anyway, Joe Gorga is being sued for allegedly failing to pay his former attorney for the services he conducted. Uh, once they had a $6 million commercial deal that went awry, uh, the cast member is refusing to pay the lawyer allegedly for the teleconferences he conducted. His reviewing of contracts, services performed over a five-month period, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the lawyer says that he rendered him service. The defendant, Joe Gorga, has failed and refused to pay any portion of the amount. Why? Oh, according to the suit, it says that he has not responded to anything in the mail, to summons in the mail. Now, just for additional context, like yeah, just for added context, Joe and his wife have faced a number of legal issues. There was a $110,000 lawsuit that accused them of failing to pay a construction company for the work they did on their new home. Mm-hmm. And so that was just another lawsuit to adding. Joe Gorga denied those claims. He's saying that they're all fraud. They reached some sort of agreement, but now that uh, they're going against the agreement, they were also sued by a woman who was hurt on one of the properties that they managed. But in response to that case, Joe and Melissa just denied her claims and requested the lawsuit be dismissed. Now, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Um, when Beverly Hills was having all these legal dramas and stuff, um, uh-huh. all the viewers were like, they don't talk about their lawsuits. They don't talk about them. These, I've never heard of these lawsuits on Jersey. I haven't either. No, so, nobody has ever brought them up. So all of a sudden we're not going to call Jersey out. See, I'm an equal opportunity hater. I will call everybody right. out. I hold everybody to the same standard. Right. Of um, course. We're not stands of anybody. Like we it, are, but we're, we can still see what's going yes. on. We remain objective because at the yes, end of the day, do. this is a reality show and it's entertainment purposes. But right. to me, it's fascinating that no other cast member has brought this up on the show. So I think, and Jersey's very good at this. They probably have like conference calls of what they're going to talk about this season, what they're not going to talk about this season. And probably. so the fact that, but you know, what's uh, interesting to me is that Margaret with the arsenal, you know, Margaret mm-hmm. knows all of this. She oh, has yeah, not sure. said 
she's anything. like in the clerk of courts looking daily i'm sure yeah well she wouldn't because <laughs> it's so easy to find out who's being sued and for what i mean oh margaret Averdo, um, I need to look that up um i don't know what she is but she's a mess and i love it um me too thank god thank god thank you for your service margaret but no but i think that I wonder if all this will come up. They are on hiatus for season 14. So it's good timing that they're not filming right now because, you know, Teresa and Louie are so furious that it's like they Ugh. might bring it up again God, or I something. Know. But anyway, I um, I wish them all the best in their future endeavors regarding this lawsuit because I never want to be sued. So um, It's such a stupid amount of money for them too. It's like 3,300 something dollars. Like they can't just pay that apparently it's i mean some people don't for it some people don't pay out of principle so i mean or they're just cheap i don't know um speaking of i know that her house what did you think of her new house well i like the way it's redone now now it looks pretty before it looked crazy and i'm not sure if like she says oh we were waiting for the permits and this that and the other if they were waiting that. for the i don't believe that either because why would she have posted pictures of it then like look at my new hat like she and not clarify waited. like work yes. in progress or something. I think yeah. she's I think she lied because she was embarrassed. But um, I don't know if I'm a fan of the black and white look. Like it looks like a big. What are those pictures that psychologists show you when they need you to define? Oh, like the Rorschach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we should all stare at her house and be like, "What do you see in this blotch of right, black and exactly, white?" Because exactly. I but I think it's cute. I I honestly, but I I also have no taste. Just to give you context. <laughs> Um, I didn't have an issue with her house before. I was like, what's wrong with her house? Like, people oh, their were, old house? Yeah, the one day, well, no, the before she redesigned it because- Oh, um, oh, okay. She posted her house, people were saying it was ugly and pointy, and then other blogs- a little pointy. <laughs> a little pointy other, for me. <laughs> other blogs ran with it, and then now that she redid her house, they're like, Melissa caves to pressure and redoes her house, and blah, which she probably did or didn't, but- to yeah, me, I the black and white look. I'm like, oh, I like black and white tile. Like, I don't know, that's cute-ish to me. I don't know. Yeah, but um, I just thought it was hilarious that she came out and said, due to COVID, I'm like, okay, bro, COVID was almost due to years. COVID. It's I'm like, we have been three in and a half years ago. Yeah, and then I made a joke, laugh, ha ha, funny. I made a joke on Twitter because in Jersey, um they never acknowledged the pandemic because it was like right after Jersey or yeah. it was after right after OC. Right. So, um, you know, OC acknowledged the pandemic. Uh -huh. it was triggering. The fans were like, fuck this. We don't want it. And so once uh, Jersey came back, um, all I said, <laughs> all I said on, on Twitter was mm -hmm. when did COVID, when did COVID ever exist in Jersey? Meaning yeah. the, the show, because they right. never acknowledged it, right. never, you know, ha ha. Right. One self-righteous person oh god replies to me like i don't know actually the state the state was closed due to covid and lots of people died and i'm just like oh my god right like lighten up people twitter has no sense of humor the majority of the people do not it doesn't translate into a tweet for a lot of people like they don't get it and I just sat there like, do I want to be like, I know, do I want to? I mean, I, I almost replied with the video of Teresa going laugh, 
ha ha funny. But then I didn't want them to give me Caroline's reaction and be like, that's funny to you? You think COVID is funny to you? So I just replied with the video of Teresa sitting on a porch and she goes, <sighs> I know they're all just they take everything so seriously over there I'm like oh good lord and speaking of taking things seriously um oh and it'll, we can talk about Tamara a little bit more but uh Tamara Vicky and Shannon did their Tres Amigas at the oh. Improv in Irvine I almost went I know it's like a five-hour drive for me I don't care <laughs> I really almost went but work yeah. is just too busy and so I was like you know what I'm gonna see them in BravoCon. Let me it's right. not exactly. Anywhere. But maybe I really they'll come did, to you. But I really did think about it. And so um, but some people were upset that they put on mariachi outfits during their Tres Amigas song. They were like, this is inappropriate, this is cultural appreciate appropriation. And mm -hmm. I'm just sitting there as a Mexican. I will speak from my right. Mexican POV that although I do agree that it is a little bit of cultural appropriation. You have right. to assume the intention, remember the intention. They are clearly doing this in a satire. Don't take it seriously. Right, right. So the fact that so many people were commenting and a lot of non-Mexicans were commenting, this is offensive. I'm like, oh, you my are God. Stay I'm in like, your lane. I'm like, why are we offended so easily by three? Like, uh, and listen, I don't even want to get too controversial with it. But at the end of the day, I sat there and I'm like, okay, they're literally embarrassed. Like, because Tamara was explained that she was anxious, that she's never sung and danced before. Yeah. But to me, it's like, oh my God, like we're now going to look at three women that are just doing them, like they're making fun of themselves because they right. like taking shots. And I'm right. Just and like, they go to Mexico oh, a lot. Like, God, they love Mexico. And I'm just like, play oh, on my words. Yeah. God. It was, so I had to take a deep breath because I don't like to engage. Um, with the vitriol on Twitter and Instagram, because mm -mm. I'm like, then I won't stop. And I, I do it to pretend. I know, me too. I have to stop myself from typing responses a lot of the time because. I'm like, stop. Just hate people. Your, yeah. Protect your peace. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. to me, it's like, I don't even like Vicky every day, but I'm just like, I don't even think she sat there and said, how can I offend the Mexican culture today? Now, mind yeah. you, let me be PC and say, yes, if you are easily offended by something like that, your feelings are valid, process that on your own terms. But if I, as a Mexican, had no issue with it, from one Mexican mm -hmm. to another Mexican, callate los <laughs> mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I had to get it off my chest because I'm like, oh my God, a lot of these people are like the moral majority police. They want to sit yeah. there and tell everybody how to feel, what to think, what is right, what is wrong. Right, Sometimes they just want to start up, yeah. Sometimes it's valid. Other times you're just looking for a moment. You're looking for the conversation. You're looking right. for the likes. You're looking for the clout. Right. And I think that's where it rubbed me the wrong way. It's like people are looking mm -hmm. for that reaction. They want, to, they want to shame Tamara Shannon and Vicky for doing the most. Like, oh. And oh, my it. God. So that really, uh, shout out, you know, me and my friend Brandy, who I mentioned weekly now at this point, me and my friend Brandy were talking about Brandy. it and Brandy's, and Brandy's also Mexican and she's like, I don't understand, like, why are people, and I'm like, I get it, like, I get it, it's a new era of feelings, mm -hmm. I think that it's beautiful that people are feeling comfortable enough to express their feelings, because before you would be scared to be like, that's offensive, that's you know true what I mean? too, it's a very slippery, it's a very slippery slope, so 
I think with me, because growing up with trauma and growing up gay and growing up conditioned, and that's what I've told my therapist. I'm like, listen, maybe I don't get easily offended because I'm conditioned mm-hmm. to just be in survival mode. Like I'm conditioned right, right. to just fight back. And so I don't know. I can't remember. I think the last time I was offended, um, even when Trump, oh, I don't want to get into it. So yeah, anyway, speaking of, speaking of Tamara, <laughs> let me just not, this is not a political podcast. Go listen to NPR. No. Yeah. No. I, I apologize. We have our for, opinions. Don't get us wrong. That's but my opinion. We will not be giving them to you here. I am just going to focus on the nonsense that we talk about because Bethany Frankel of all people Ugh. defended Teresa Giudice when Tamara called Teresa the most overrated housewife. Now, if y'all don't remember, at one point, Teresa called Bethany's a skinny girl margarita too diety, and Bethany was upset, but she didn't like, it wasn't like a thing. You know what I mean? Right, right. So this is what I love about Bethany is that she's able to like extract her feelings and still remain hypocritical at the end of the day because we'll, right, get to exactly. what, we'll still get what she said. <laughs> right. So Bethany went on her podcast and she said, Teresa provides so much drama. The reason I don't like that Tamara did that on Watch What Happens Live, and I love Tamara because it's because she said that because she's in a current argument with Teresa. Right. So when they asked Tamara who's the most overrated housewife, Teresa said, or Tamara said that it was Teresa because she currently doesn't like her. And so Bethany asked out loud, overrated housewife, there are so many boring filler housewives that come on and do nothing, but Teresa is not one of them. Now, the part that cracked me up is when Bethany said, they're currently in a squabble, but you don't say something that's not true during a squabble. <laughs> oh, okay. Alrighty then. What show are we watching here? Excuse my gaggle, but I at, one, mean... at one point, Bethany looked at Luann and called her a slut, a whore, a hypocrite. You fuck everyone. I and know. I'm like, oh, but so all those things were true. And maybe they are true because we love Luann and Luann loves the company of Jimin. But yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Not true. Yeah, not shaming, do you? But oh my god, that part cracked me up when mm-hmm. she said, when she said that, like, oh, you know, <laughs> you don't say anything that's not true during the Sure, Jan. I just was like cracking up that she had the audacity because I'm like, let's go poll your former castmates and see if <laughs> and see uh, what they think. Yeah, exactly. If see if they would concur with your um little overrated house or your little don't say something that's not true yeah i i'd like to believe that they would disagree a little bit but uh I, so yeah. i think so so yeah that was this week's gossip and headlines we're going to take a little break um and get into our orange county housewife recap it was a good one this week it was good was, it yeah. was good all right kids we'll be out right back Hey everybody welcome back let's get into the real housewives of orange county from this week um so the episode starts with emily and her daughter annabelle who's just the cutest and she has a huge personality and because of that emily is helping annabelle channel that energy through modeling they roll up to la model management and emily explains that as a mom she is very invested in her children's lives unlike her own mother growing up Emily aims to give her kids a better life than she had, and she states that it isn't that high of a threshold to beat, which is really sad. I know. I think, Emily, this is her, like, fifth season. She had never opened up that much about her issues with her mother. No. The mother was on the one time, I remember, and she seemed kind of aloof. Yeah, it was kind of sad. And to me, it's like, 
you can argue that it's brave for her to be this open about her mother issues, but it's certainly not going to help fix her issues with her mother. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, Definitely not. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't want to fix them anymore. Sometimes mm. you just get fed up just because somebody's like, older than you or your mother doesn't mean you have to, if they do something bad to you, you know? Yeah. Emily's like, you know what, mother, you may have not given me much, but now you gave me a storyline. So thank right, you. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So Tamara is out shopping for some clothes for the dude ranch and Jen with the two ends meets up with her to get their outfits ready. Tamara is excited about the upcoming Montana trip and is hopeful that the girls will have fun. This group isn't the type to enjoy getting dirty though. And we see that as Heather Dubrow rolls up in her all white ensemble, proving that point perfectly. Now I have a little problem with the white, not necessarily with Heather, Shannon needs to burn every single pair of white jeans that she has. I can appreciate a pair of white jeans. They're fine, especially in the summer. But oh my God, I feel like every time we see her, she's wearing white jeans. And then I have another question. And this is later when they go to the airport to go to Montana. Who wears white jeans to the airport or on a flight? What if you sit in something or spill something? And they weren't even flying in Heather's jet. You know, Heather has know. like five five jets in her backyard. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, so she didn't want to spring for the jet because Guess I, I, I always wear nothing but black. Like my mom says I have a uniform because I'm just right. always black head to toe. Right. So white pants are just, they make me nervous because I'm like, that's so such a risk. Oh my God, I know. Anytime I wear white, I'm nervous because I'm like, well, if you, if I get something on it, somebody's going to see it. What if I sit in something and then nobody tells me I have like some big like... <laughs> Stain on my ass. Like I'm not. Oh. I'm not gonna wear white to an amusement park, or to an airport. That's oh, exactly. you'll never That's... see me in white there. What a risk taker these people. I mean, I know <laughs> she definitely <laughs> needs to get rid of those, please. And many of the people in Orange County, I feel like, probably need to get rid of those white jeans. So anyway, in the meantime, Gina cannot wait to look like a Dallas cheerleader in her dude ranch gear. Emily and Shannon join her to shop for cowboy hats, boots, and chaps. And Shannon updates Gina and Emily about Tamara's apology, but Shannon makes it clear that she won't brush things under the rug with Tamara like she used to. Which, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see how that goes. I I guess it'll at least make for some drama. So so Gina is questioning spending a long amount of time with Jen with the two ends as she's having a really hard time justifying Jen's infidelity. Gina explains that Jen with the two ends and her story trigger her and that hearing Jen with the two ends casually talk about her relationship with her now boyfriend is tough for her because she feels like no matter what the situation, it would always be wrong. And so I tweeted about this the other night because I just want to know what bill of goods she's trying to sell us saying that there was nothing but an emotional relationship. I'm not buying it, especially from a guy who is that we learn is a cheater like a serial cheater so i mean it's i think she's it's like tamra said she tells people different things and um, yeah it it is triggering i could see why it would be triggering for gina first of all if i never hear the word triggering again i'll be fine but um (laughs) they taught us this word the woke culture the you know i'm not gonna make fun of that but anyway um i think that yeah, we are woke. And so I think that like, I want to know why Gina, I'm, I'm questioning Gina's position here because 
To me, it's like, are you really doing this because it's actually bothering you? Or are you coming for the new girl because you have something to talk about? Like, what is really... Yeah, I think it's the latter. It gives her yeah. a storyline. It gives her somebody to argue with. Because honestly, are you really that to me, and then I anymore by this? To me, like, I tweeted this. I'm like, have I been gay too long? Because if I had two gay, if I had two gay guys tell me this is how we got together, I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, I don't think it's... I don't care what other people do. Just don't <laughs> bring any of your nonsense into my marriage. Exactly. Then I'm going to care that's, if it's in my like, own marriage or if it's like, I don't know, but I don't... But then I have to remember, care. I have to remember the demographic region we're talking about. Orange County is notoriously conservative and they're yes. notorious. So, okay. This see? true. This so is how we anyway, get through it. This right. So Jen with it. the two ends, even though I've already gone over this, lets Heather know that she never had a physical <clears throat> thing with Ryan while she was married, but was definitely invested in him. And the issue that Jen has is she can't trust him because he has a bit of a past. And the translation is he is a serial cheater. We then learn that while Jen with the two ends and Ryan were on a break, Ryan slept with somebody who Tamara knew. That's awkward. Tamara is applauding Jen for taking her time with Ryan and suggests she continue to go slow with him considering his past. So yeah, what makes her think that she's he's not going to cheat on her? And they were on a break. They've only been dating for two years. They've already had to take a break. Usually well, you can get that through that first two years without having to take a break. They don't I, even live together. Jen with two ends joined the show and knowing that Tamara had that in her back pocket. Like I'm like, ooh like she that's why maybe she came in being all nice and stuff but i don't know this maybe is and i think these housewives sometimes don't understand that they think oh my secrets won't get found out nobody will care about what i'm doing we all care no, everybody is going to investigate what you were doing and put it out there because that's the nature of this show and you should know and just when tamara was telling her to be honest last week she should be honest because we all know the truth anyway exactly or thinking. and and listen, these Bravo sleuths, they don't play. That's why I am lighting a candle mm -hmm. for the new cast of the Roni girls. Because oh my in, a God, few, I know. in a few weeks, they're joining us and I'm ready. I have my name yeah. ready to Google. I'm concerned for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, later at Jen with the two ends house, she brings up Ryan. She brings up to Ryan, excuse me, how Tamara told the girls about his past. And Jen with the two ends talks about the stigma of Ryan and wonders if the newness will wear off between them in the relationship. The newness after newness two after two break. years. Okay. okay. Ryan reminds Jen with the two ends that they are two years in and things are just getting better. And Jen is tired of defending her relationship with Ryan and she'll do the best she can with this group on only the second girls trip of her life. I was surprised How to hear that she's never had a girls trip. You're a girl. How many girls trips? I mean, you take girls trips, right? So I definitely take girls trips. I can say that I, I think the, no, I've taken like some short ones. And then like, I took the first like big girls trip I ever took was to Nashville, maybe like five years ago, I think it was, or four years ago. Cause so yeah, I mean, I hadn't taken that many either, but now I take them all the time. Because right now it's like, or not right now, but recently it's like a new housewife staple to say, oh, I've never done a girl's trip. And I'm like, yeah. oh, so. I think when your kids are little and you're raising your family, it's, you know, my kids are older now, so it's different. So I feel that I can, I don't have to feel guilty if I get up and leave and go with my friends. And we've done New York, we've done Nashville, we've done Charleston now. And it's fun. It's nice to get away with the girls. But I'll tell you one thing, which is a little nuts. 
I would get mm-hmm. a little homesick. Oh, like really? on the first trip that I went on. Yes, I got a little homesick. Now I don't. <laughs> now I'm now you're like, toodles. I'm like, whatever, goodbye. But yes, I was surprised that she hadn't really been on one before this. And Heather Dubrow was saying, remember, that she's not, like, she won't even go on the girls' trip show. She didn't even take a girls' trip before being on Housewives. So Now, now I'm going to run a poll and ask my um, all my gal pals and be like, when's the last time you had a girls' trip? What's the last yeah. time? <laughs> Maybe when you're a single girl, it's easier, you know? Yeah, it's easier. Or, I mean, if for you're me, single and younger. Yeah, for me, like, I'm a single gal pal, and I'm just like, I mean, I don't know. I'd rather travel alone. Anyway, now we're going to go on another tangent. But anyway, so Heather is busy packing for Montana, and she said she's going to go country chic. She grabs her husband for a minute to show them or show uh, Dr. Dubrow the empty room of Nikki, who's now off to college. I do want to point out that uh, Nikki flew to college on a private jet, which I thought- And he sleeps a, in a king-size bed. <laughs> which I thought, oh, they are getting a great college experience. I know. Right? Maybe that's why Heather didn't- charter the private jet for montana because nikki had it on reserve yes she does and i thought this was a very sweet scene she does become teary when she talks about how she put her personal life on hold for her kids Mm -hmm. to wonder if it's too late for her to get back into the scene and shares that she wants to start over in, in la because this part of her life is done she says that she doesn't want to continue this part of her life now that half her kids aren't there it was right. touching to see her be vulnerable like that but as I was jotting down my notes, I'm like, well, Heather does have two other kids. So what part She's of her life? like younger kids in the house. I'm like, what part of her life? I mean, listen, I, I think it made some sense that she's like, I can't live like here. Like I'm living without my kids. I think I could see that being upsetting. Like, but. Well, yes. And it is very strange when your kids pick up and go to college. And I guess, especially two at once, like half her kids are gone because they're twins, but and I, I get wanting to have something else after that, but she still has um, Ace. Now, Coco is Ace now. That's yes, his new name. So Ace name. Mm-hmm. Um, or there. I'm not sure. I think he goes by him. Um, and then Kat, who's only like 16, I think. And Ace is only what, like 12 or 13? I mean, Never. yeah, that's why I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, he's still got yeah. a little ways to go. You got half 50%, but it's all good. Yeah. Um, and then we get into the juice because Taylor and Tamara are meeting up for dinner and Taylor filled in Tamara on the movie drama with Heather. I just want to say this movie argument is one of the stupidest, <laughs> pettiest, most fun arguments that we've I had know. on these shows. It's great. It's so long. And it would never have happened if Taylor had not joined as a friend of. So thank you, Bravo God, yes. for doing yes. this. Because oh, we appreciate it is, you. It is so it is absurd. And I, I later, Gina says, this is the stupidest argument I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, it and really I, is. It really is, but it's so But it's funny. great. Yeah. It's so, it's one of those stupid arguments that are so stupid that they're funny. Like, I'm just like, right. this is the stupidest argument. I, uh, anyway, Taylor gives context to Tamara saying like, um, how an actress dropped out. She offered the role to Heather. Heather's told Taylor, oh, you're so cute. You're so uh, cute. You're so cute. <laughs> Taylor felt a bit insecure after Heather belittled her. And Taylor goes on to say that Heather even had the audacity to leave the script on the table. Uh, Give me Taylor- a motherfucking break. I have I to intervene oh. here because I am definitely team Heather here. She has been in this business for a long time. She knows the protocol, which there is one. You don't just, somebody doesn't just hand you a script. Where's the contract? Exactly you need a deal like, first. 
Well, Taylor's feelings are hurt. She said, this is my first movie role. She shared that the director needs an acting tape from Heather so she can even be considered <laughs> for this role. How dare they? Now, this was shady, but I loved it. Taylor brought up Heather's IMDb to Tamara and that it's not quite as stacked as they thought it'd be, and they dissect that history. Um, Taylor's mind is reeling, and she's not really sure how to move on with Heather because now there's awkwardness. Mm. I was cacked. Uh, that is some shady classic housewife shit to bring up her IMDb like yeah. that. Oh, juice. I was just living for it. Anyway, Every Shannon. Exactly. Um, Shannon is trying hard to find her little Montana stick and her daughters are not. They're over her mother. That's so embarrassing, I'm sure. Um, Tamara gets gifted some Louis Vuitton boots by Eddie, but he's very clear. Daddy Eddie says, nope, do not take him to the ranch. Yeah, I'm jealous of those boots. Those boots? I was like, oh, I want some boots like that. And they're mm, like Me too. I might have Googled they're like $2,000. Anyway, yeah, um, everyone <laughs> everyone is saying they're preparing for a good time, but that's when Emily says that she cannot go because little COVID is back in the mix and she has tested positive. Uh, oh, that un- sucks. You know. Um, the girls then land in Montana. They're greeted by their ranch manager and some champs. There's two places for them to stay, the bunkhouse and the villa. So naturally... They all act like mature adults and claim their spots. Um, The villa seems big enough for everybody, but, you know, the mean girls. I'm kidding, not the mean girls. But uh, Heather, Tamara, and (laughs) Shannon go to the big villa, and the rest of the group go to the little, whatever that's called, the the bunkhouse. Bunkhouse, yeah. So um, I thought it was funny that when Gina realized that they had to do their own laundry, she's like, why? She's like, why is the dryer running? (laughs) I know. Hey, I like having a laundry machine in like a hotel room or like somewhere I'm staying on vacation. I think that's awesome. I've stayed in Air. I don't know. Yeah. I've stayed in Airbnbs with freaking um, uh, laundries and I've done. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I did in San Diego. It was perfect actually because then I could do laundry before we left to move on. So we'll be doing laundry and Heather DeBro walks in like, oh, you guys are so cute. They're so cute. Where's the tide? Doing laundry. Oh, this is so much fun. I haven't done laundry in so long. What do you mean that's generic detergent? Oh, how dare you not bring me how organic, freshly squeezed detergent oh from God. the islands of Brazil. So moving along, somebody decided to let Tamara drive this cart to pick everybody up. And this footage really gave us PTSD. And of course, they flash back to that scene. That was the scariest scene. And it was so scary when, remember, Kelly's helmet flew off. That was crazy. What? Maybe that's where all her QAnon shit started. It like messed her head up. (laughs) Maybe. It like shook her (laughs) melon up there. So... They roll up to the mechanical bull, but we're still waiting for a fun vacation Shannon to make her debut because she's running late. She didn't touch up her makeup and they said they'd wait for her. And she's like, no, go ahead. But I think the reason is because of her next little performance that she did. Like she was changing into that other outfit underneath her clothes or something that she meets them in the lounge with, which we'll get to anyway. So after riding the mechanical ball, the ladies settle in for a down-home dude ranch dinner. And oh, we missed that part with Shannon. I forgot to put that part in with her. When they go to the bar and she's in that, you know, the Western outfit. I think maybe that's what she was doing. And that's why she was late. Oh, that's later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is it later? Yeah, it's later. Down oh, is the it after she... dinner? Oh, okay. It's after dinner. Yeah. After the bowl. Okay. Oh, no, that's so, after dinner. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was after the bowl. 
After riding the mechanical bull, the ladies settle in for a down-home dude ranch dinner, and Taylor shares with the group that she is bisexual, and we are reminded that prior to Russell, she had a five-year relationship with a woman. I didn't remember this, and I'm not sure I even knew it. Did you? I had no idea. I don't know if she did share it at some point in the public eye. Um, Did she write a book? Maybe it was in her book. I remember she wrote a book, but I didn't read the book. I didn't read the book either. The only yeah. thing I remember about the book is when Brandy called her at the reunion and said, when's the book coming out? <laughs> right, I know, exactly. <laughs> so Taylor explains that she's open to all people and jokes with Jen at the two ends that she can't top that fun fact. I thought it was True. interesting because I saw Taylor as more of a conservative person, especially now that she lives in Orange County. So I thought it was interesting that she's open like that. So Well, she, she was on Watch What Happens Live that same night and she said that it, probably was breaking news to a lot of people, including her mother. So I don't think she put oh, it in the book then at that point. So yeah. and Andy was like, really? Okay. Well, there you go. Very interesting. So Jen with the two ends explains that she used to be a flight attendant. And interestingly enough, so did Gina. Gina is hopeful that this connection can help a friendship grow despite the way things started out between the two of them. And we learned that Jen with the two ends met her first husband while she was working as a flight attendant and they dated long distance. Gina is trying to see the deeper side of Jen and is enjoying this version of her. Okay. Uh, Shannon then excuses herself claiming that she has to make a phone call because the person to watch her 18 year old adult children didn't show up. I, I thought that was so strange. I mean, I would, I think I would consider leaving my 16 year old daughter at home overnight. I mean, what? Yeah, I don't know. And where's yeah. their father? Why didn't they go to their father's house then? Well, we know what she was actually doing. Aww. Yes, exactly. So the woman suggests Shannon call John, her boyfriend, and this causes the women to question their relationship. And in reality, Shannon leaves the table to rev up the fun and get the party started. Her words. Not ours. What cracked me up is that as soon as Shannon got up, everybody started talking shit about her relationship. I know. I know. I know. And nothing nothing had even happened. It was Nothing had happened. I know. They sat there and and they were like, oh my God, can you believe this? John's not there for her. What an asshole. I'm like, oh my God, how mortifying. So bad. Oh, Shannon meets the group in the saloon in her flapper outfit, and they throw back some shots in the world's quietest and emptiest bar in all the land. Tamara and Shannon toast to a new beginning yet again and do another shot. And according to Shannon, it feels like the last two and a half years of drama did not exist. Really now, does it? Really? I mean. Okay. All right. We'll see about that. However, the newest drama between Heather and Taylor is just getting started. And Taylor questions if Heather didn't want to be in her movie because she's a rookie actress. But Heather tells Taylor, this is a Taylor issue. According to Heather, usually more people would have been in contact with her. And Heather reminds Taylor that this is not Taylor's movie. This is something that she has cooked up in her mind and has nothing to do with Heather. After all of that, Taylor still invites Heather to be part of the film, which is baffling considering Taylor claims she's mad at Heather. When Heather learns that the director wanted a casting tape, she flips out and wonders how Taylor's IMDb would be good enough for a role, but she requires a casting tape. Heather believes that Taylor looking up her IMDb seems punitive, and of course, Tamara calls Taylor out. 
when you looked at her IMDb, you didn't think it was that impressive. Now we have to love our Tamara for stirring up that pot. I, when Tamara did that, when she said, I have to call you out a little bit, I leaned in because I'm like, oh, I know it's like, wait, what producer, producer yeah. Tamara's doing this. <laughs> and mind you, it's only more irritating when a housewife does this, when it's something that's deep and personal, this is all petty nonsense. This is nonsense. So, exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly. Why I'm like, yes, Tamara, keep it going. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, Heather feels that Taylor's behavior behavior is anti-female and rude, and she makes it clear that she was excited for Taylor. Heather is more annoyed that Taylor offered her a role and then, and that role was not hers to offer. And then shit talked about her career. And Heather does really have a point, And she tells her for doing that, fuck you. Oh! Which and then we do. I love when Heather I love when Heather curses and she said, you know, she, she gathered poor little Taylor in such a calm little voice mm -hmm. and finger pointed like Heather does. The only thing I didn't like about this scene is that after Taylor mocked Heather's career, Heather said it is anti-female to do because Heather put her career on hold to raise a family as many women do. But I'm like, Heather, you've been rich too long to remember that the majority of women don't actually have that option. Exactly. So Only a other, very small amount of us have exactly. had that option in so, life. To me, it's like, listen, a lot of your viewers don't have the same option that you think you did. Right. So other than that little slight, no other notes. <laughs> I yeah. thought Heather handled it beautifully. Perfectly. Taylor, Taylor With is- With class. Taylor is being Taylor and she is now when you're Bravo historians like me and Leslie, you remember that Taylor was incredibly insecure around Lisa Vanderpump, who's also, oh my a, God, wealthy, remember? Who's also yeah. a wealthy woman. So uh -huh. I think Taylor is just intimidated by wealth and she was trying, sure. to, she was trying to kiss Heather's ass by during this movie. Yep. Heather should have just been like, I'm good. No, thank you. Um, but I did, I think Heather didn't want to upset Taylor and be like, fuck no, off. she was trying to humor her and be nice and not, you know, be like, oh, this is so stupid. I'm never doing this, but exactly. And so I, I listened to Teddy, uh, recap this episode with Cynthia Bailey and I didn't finish the episode, but they did talk about this part. And so, okay. um, Teddy said, Teddy theorized that she thinks Taylor was insisting on still filming with Heather because okay. when, because Heather is a full-time housewife. And so if Taylor mm -hmm. ended up doing the movie, they would film Taylor and Heather. Oh, you know what I mean? So makes sense. Yeah, it was more, yeah, yeah, it was more about the show. It was more about let's film this because if yeah. I have someone else do this, because usually they don't film just one woman or one housewife going off to work. Like they, no, anytime, no. like anytime uh, Garcelle was at work and see in Beverly Hills, they didn't follow her or they mm -mm. didn't show it. So no. I think we got glimpses of Eileen and Rena doing it, but other than that, yes. we did in later seasons, they stopped doing that. And so I thought Teddy made a good point. Teddy does make a lot of good points. I know a lot of people hate her, but she does make a lot of good points. I like Teddy. I know I would love for her. And now the Teddy gossip for Beverly Hills, let me segue there. Um, it's apparently the season was boring until she came in and started some shit. <laughs> oh, good for you, girl. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you, Teddy. Thank you, Teddy. Thank you in advance. So we'll see how that turns out. But in terms of this fight, it does give me Malibu Country vibes. I love the Malibu Country oh, flashbacks. Yeah. I completely love the Malibu Country flashbacks. Mm -hmm. I think that, and I also love that Heather is realistic enough to, with her career to know that they only pulled up their IMDb to make fun of her. You know what I mean? Like of she, course um, she knows that. Yeah. 
I mean, she's no. she wasn't an Oscar winning actress, but she was in a lot of stuff. She has like a good thing. And I'm going to go actually watch that That's Life show she was in. It's, apparently it's on YouTube, all 22 oh my- episodes. So I'm going to oh watch it. Lord, we're going to have to get, in, get into research. it now. Let's get yes. into it. Yes. Uh, but what a fun episode. It continues next week. Next week, the girls call each other out some more. Mm-hmm. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Taylor tells Heather that Tamara said something about her career was in the 1900s. <laughs> yep. I know. I know. Again, again, the silliest argument that only housewives can give us. I was living for this. And love it. If you're not watching OC, please watch OC because it's hilarious. It's funny. And just the juice we needed after the dark seasons that we had. Absolutely. Lived. OC is good. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing Vicky, dare I say. Because you know oh. why? Vicky always makes me laugh. She always does something so crazy or falls or something. And I she just does. laugh always at her. Laugh too. And, uh, you know, and Vicky, as controversial as she can be, she does uh, had an impact on the show. And I think that she genuinely is good at being a real housewife. So Me too. Um, I didn't uh, fully disagree with her firing when it first happened. But, you know, you never know what you have until it's gone. Because no. Now I'm like, bring her ass back to rile up these girls because we need it. But yeah, I like her. I liked her when we met her at um, the Gansevoort. She was funny that night. Oh, she cracked me up. (laughs) But anyway, well, we are, we might take a holiday break. I'm not sure yet. So um, yeah, we'll see next week. Fourth of July weekend is next week. So we'll be back next week or the week after. We'll keep y'all posted. Thank you so much for listening um it really yes, does as always we appreciate it, it. we broke 2500 downloads so we really appreciate it you guys i love it i love when i see i never gonna forget the first 10 downloads how high i got off of oh that my god we I, were so excited i know i know <laughs> i love when random people tweet me that they listen to the podcast and i'm me just like too. oh my god i know me too because like we see the downloads obviously people are listening without downloading not everybody wants to keep those downloads which is fine but like uh, that's so exciting no there are people listening to us yeah so thank you for listening we are i think i think we hit six months leslie happy six month anniversary we did yeah so thank you everybody for listening and leslie i always say i love talking to you and i love talking to you so this has been another episode of east and west and we will See you next time. Bye. Bye.